0: to Protect Our Past, where we value the historic identity of Cape Cod and the islands. We value it so much, we just love to talk about it on WOMR. Sorry, let me start again. I screwed up your letters. That wasn't so good. From the top. All right. Welcome to Protect Our Past, where we value the historic identity of Cape Cod and the islands so much that we love to talk about it right here on WOMR. And I'm Ellen Briggs, founder and president of this nonprofit organization. And we use the media to educate and advocate you all who are listening for the saving the iconic historic houses of the Cape and Islands. And boy, are we going to have fun talking about this today with our special guests. But first, if you haven't seen our film, Love Letter to Cape Cod, we recommend you go to our website. You can watch it. It's just 30 minutes. Just go www.protectourpast.org. And you click on watch; it's that simple. Or go to our YouTube site. But Matt, I think it's time that you fessed up and how you, what your opinion is of Love Letter to Cape Cod. I've never asked you that on air since so well, today. Well, by the way, I,
1: I'm the co-host here with, yes. with the program, oh, and it's f- great oh, to be back in the OMR studios. I keep <laughs> saying it every time. I can't um, believe they keep letting us back in here. But yeah. my thoughts on the movie: um, compelling, intriguing, enlightening, educating entertaining and kind of tragic too
0: all that in 30 minutes it's worth watching isn't it yeah yeah it's a whole tomato it's yes (laughs) that's exactly what someone said Yeah, that was my favorite compliment you're a whole tomato i went what i went oh yeah good that's way cool so let's get moving on forward with our summer's here first of all well (laughs) How about that? It's taken long enough. I know, right? Yeah, I'm really, I mean, I got rid of my winter clothes in April, and in May, I've already taken out my summer clothes, and I'm like, okay, it's time to wear them. We can.
1: Okay, well, I think it's time Mm. to introduce our guests. You
0: think so? Okay, let's go. And
1: we have two guests here today that are dedicated to saving architecture and the history of the Cape. Um, Nancy and Gary Hopkins, welcome, folks. Great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. And you, Nancy, you spent your summers growing up on the Cape, yeah. and you lived in Longmeadow, Massachusetts, out near in the Springfield area. I did. And then moved to Sydney, Australia, and you met this gentleman here. That's,
2: that's right. quite a story. Can you give us the... I don't want the gory details, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually met in Massachusetts. Uh, Gary worked for Qantas, and he was over here. And I lived in Longmeadow, so that's oh, okay. what we, we happened to meet there. And mm-hmm. um,
1: Gary, I... were you a pilot? No, no,
3: no, electronic engineering,
1: Uh and
3: um, we used a lot of American engineering, and uh, all the Boeings that we were flying. Oh, interesting.
1: Well, it's great to have you folks here, and as I mentioned, you both have dedicated yourselves to saving the architecture and history of the Cape, and... Your first purchase was a 1790s cape and barn in Comiquid.
2: Yes, yes it Is was. Is that right
1: off off, off 6A? It's,
2: it's on 6A. Uh-huh. Um, and it ran down to Howitz Mill Pond. It uh, was five acres.
1: And wh- what year did you buy that? Uh,
2: 1993.
1: Mm-hmm. And can you give us a, some color and context around the restoration effort, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the gory? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, it, it wasn't... Um, it, we we bought it primarily for the location because it was a great spot to be in and look out at Hallett's Mill Pond and, and the water. Um, the house itself had been added onto by prior people, mm-hmm. and not too badly. That's you know at least they did not completely ruin it. Um, so we um, we did some work on that house um, and. It was an easy property because we didn't have to. We put in some bathrooms, modernized things, and whatever, but always tried to keep the outside looking as it as it should look. Mm-hmm. Because it had, we knew the history of the property. It had been an onion farm. Our neighbor was a Lovejoy and a rider who had lived on the Cape for hundreds of years. Uh, his family, so it, he could give us a lot of background of it, mm-hmm. and um, it and was it was an interesting property to do.
1: And what did you learn with respect to? interacting with the town and making certain that you were restoring it in a kind of a period type uh, approach.
2: Right. Everything on mm-hmm. 6A and that can be seen from 6A is a um, you know part of the historic commission. You have to go before them. So anything mm-hmm. we had to do um, and the one thing that we did do that they didn't like was we put a little sign up and we called it Waratah because that's a, a flower in Australia that we happen to like. Mm-hmm. And we had a little uh, picture drawn and um, it was a dark red and they said oh you have to take that down it's purple i said no that's cranberry so they said you're right it is cranberry so we we got along with the historic commission after that just fine uh,
1: and gary yeah. your your experiences with the with the restoration effort whoop <laughs> the um the restoration of the
3: house was not that difficult the restoration of the property was much more difficult it had not been uh, maintained there was about three and a half acres that was just wild bush. Uh-huh. And um, we spent quite a lot of time clearing a lot of that up, uh, which opened up the property. And and it had a, a wonderful outlook uh, looking virtually north across Hallis Mill Pond, as Nancy said, and then out into the bay. So it was a uh-huh. great position. But, um, yeah, and then... Uh, Mowing the lawn, five acres. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's yeah. tough. It, that's one of the reasons we sold it, I it's, think. After it got a bit boring. Years. Okay. <laughs>
1: and Ellen, back to you. So five years later, what happened?
0: Well, I want to. want to back up here. Why did you end up? I mean, here we know that you lived in in uh, Long Meadow, or and you mm. met, and then you moved back to Australia, and then you moved back here. What brought you? Why did you choose the Cape, and why did you choose? to develop your own business in historic preservation?
2: One of the reasons was, I was in the Junior League in Hartford, Connecticut. I used to live in West Hartford uh, before I lived in Longmeadow. And um, one of the things you have to pick is what you want to do. And preservation of old buildings in the Hartford, Connecticut, West Hartford area, where Noah Webster's house was, was what I chose. Because I think if I hadn't gone into economics and banking, I probably would have been an architect, because I like design. I like looking at things. and. So that kind of gave me a feeling for saving buildings that have a lot of beauty, and, and that should be kept as they were, but improved so you can still live in them. You know, we nobody wants to go to the outhouse anymore, so. That's for sure. Ellen, I
1: think we have our next pop yeah. recruit right yeah, here. I, yeah, right, I'm, I'm, I'm eyeing
2: it for sure. But then you
0: went from Connecticut to the Cape. So what brought you to the Cape? What
2: brought us to the Cape is, uh, well, I used to come to Wellfleet in the, in the summers as a child. My parents mm. had a house in Wellfleet and we spent our summers there. But when I met Gary and we, I took him to the Cape to see it because it was a special place to me. And he fell in love with it especially because they had potato chips that he really liked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, anyway, he um, houses in Australia, the oldest house there would be 1790 where Over here, you can find them in the 1600s. So he found it kind of interesting and quaint, because everything in Australia is more modern. Uh, Where we lived, on on the cliff overlooking the ocean, it was a really contemporary house. But he liked the old stuff, so it helped that he would want to do it.
0: Wow, that's just... um... That's music to our ears. I would say yes, yes, absolutely. So you lived in that house while you were restoring the house and the property. Yes. Yeah, did yeah. you do the actual handwork, or did you have to hi- did you find people you could hire to do the? We
3: did. We did both. I, I did quite a, a lot of things. Um, my neighbour was a builder, Bruce Lovejoy, and he was a great guy, and he showed me all sorts of stuff and. Uh, um, the The tricks of the trade on Cape Cod, effectively, because you know it's a different different world here than what it was in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that was that was great. Um, so yes, we we hire people when we need them, and um, we do a lot of it ourselves, and we do a lot of the design work and all of that sort of thing so he's
2: so you, really good at old windows now too he knows how to oh, do those we need your name you, you want to
0: everybody that. to know your name because that, that's a real need now yeah for some it old is windows. yeah
1: glazing is kind of a lost art around here no
0: kidding and then the question what well, you do for um to prevent the cold coming from coming in um uh, there are multiple ways to do this but i want to ask you so you sold this you've restored it. You sold it with your eye onto another property. How do you choose what properties you're looking for?
2: I always Mm. liked half capes. And there was a half cape. We'd drive around the cape and kind of see what we wanted. And um, a half cape came on the market that was going to be auctioned off. So we went to the auction and bought the the half cape and uh, Mm. had never seen the inside of it. We only saw the outside, but it was on two and a half acres on Old County Road, which is one of the most picturesque old roads on the Cape.
3: In Sandwich, um, in Sandwich, <laughs> yeah. East
2: Sandwich, um, mm-hmm. and it had a stone wall that had fallen down, and it was sad. And when we finally got inside after we bought it, it had a purple tub, <laughs> like in the kitchen, and I thought, "Wow, this is a this is a challenge," but it needed to be expanded, and that was kind of a difficult part because Did you the have tub to- have
1: claws on it.
2: No, it didn't. It was a, a more modern tub that somebody had just plopped down off in the kitchen. Purple?
1: Go figure. It <laughs> was
2: purple. It was purple. Wow! I've never seen a purple tub before.
0: Maybe they they had did some wine. Maybe they were busy <laughs> with wine, crushing grapes. In could it. have been. It could be
2: in the kitchen. Why <laughs> yeah. not? But it was. It had. Done, they had done some things to it that were really wrong. So that all had to get ripped out. And um, we didn't live in it for quite a while. We lived in a friend's, had a nice little apartment that we could use, and we brought our border collies over there and lived by the horses for a while while we went back and worked every day. Uh, And then we added a large addition onto it. And um, it was was interesting because only one person didn't like that idea. And I said, I go back to my training of the junior league, and I said, it should go bump in, he said. Okay, but the rest of them thought it was a great idea, and it turned out to be a great, a great property and a, a, a beautiful house.
0: Well, at some point you noted that you returned the roof to
2: red cedar. We Let's did. hear about that. Well, it should have had a wooden roof on it, and um, we had a, a builder from uh, that helped us with the um, addition, and he put these beautiful copper uh, valleys on and put the red cedar on, and we knew that we were paying a lot of money for a roof, but it really kept the house looking right we also had a really good stone guy that did dry stone wall and rebuilt the front stone wall in front so it looked like it should have and we had a large grove of poplar trees in the back which was very unusual somebody came up and said can i take pictures of those because you don't see those on the cape and i was like oh sure so we called it poplar hill so (laughs) that was it
1: (laughs) not to be confused with locusts because there's no shortage of that on. oh those locusts
2: are beautiful on old county road Yeah, yeah in the spring they are
1: so here's a question for you, Gary. When you're going through this, these restoration efforts, and Ellen, you know we go through this a lot in trying to determine or discern what has historical merit and value and what doesn't, particularly in a house that's been built on over the years. How do you make that decision to keep what you think is – core to the history of the house and then getting rid of the stuff that's not. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, we're pretty lucky on Cape Cod that there's a lot of examples of originality that mm-hmm. um, I've picked up on, and, and Nancy knows a lot of it as well. And, um, you know, windows, trim. Trim is a big thing that, that people change. If they add something on, they'll put a piece of modern clamshell trim on something. Mm-hmm. Should never be there. It was. It was never there before. It should have been a flat board with maybe a a corner. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's um, little things like that that you see. And flooring is another thing Uh, people put in oak. Wall to wall carpeting. Wall to wall (laughs) carpeting is another bad one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know. And. and, a lot of people think that when you get an old house, you should restore it to its to be square and level and everything else. I disagree with that completely because I think when you start jacking houses up, unless it really needs it, if you start jacking houses up, everything in the house moves mm-hmm. and all the walls crack, the ceilings crack. Then you have a massive job on your hand and then you lose out on the originality of the old walls so keep you keep it know, quirky keep it funky yeah 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 i mean the, the house we're in at the moment has um, <laughs> about a, a, a three inch slope over six feet on one floor uh-huh and you know it's a little bit annoying but <laughs> Once you learn to walk with one one leg out and one leg down, (laughs) it's it's not a problem. But there are some of the things that you do. Um, People change doors. They put modern doors on, and that takes away the originality of it. The internal doors on old houses, they were quite thin. And, uh, you know, panel doors, that someone puts on a a flat door, Uh just looks all wrong. And, And hardware all the the lock sets, everything like that. Um, Lighting, external lighting especially, you've got to get something that is um, period Mm -hmm. to to use with it. And uh, it makes so much difference to the end result. Mm -hmm. Because if you you try and modernise it, it's all wrong. You modernise the kitchens, the bathrooms. You make the windows tight. Mm-hmm. You seal the house, you insulate the house. If if it needs better electrical systems in it, you get that done, right? Um, and heat, air conditioning. Everyone wants air conditioning now. Sure. So you've got to put in HVAC, uh, but you can put it in so that it's not... Imposing. Imposing is the word, yes. Right. Yeah, so, so all of those little things, they all yeah. go in there to make it look like it should do.
1: Right, so Ellen, it's the balancing act between the old and the new and knowing where to apply both.
0: Well, and in, as he's, uh, Gary so beautifully said, and you also want to re- re- retain the historic identity, the charm, the ambiance, the patina inside and out. I mean, that's part of the problem is people were trying to save houses and they say, well, we'll save the structure, but were they Gut the inside, and they lose the.
3: They lose all the charm. Lose all the right. charm. One well, the other things <laughs> that you have to be careful of too is colours, because if you if you put in a lot of modern colours inside a place, it it just doesn't work. You have to go back to what was used back in the seventeen hundreds, eighteen hundreds, and they were pretty uh, mild mm-hmm. in colours. I would say.
0: And so I have a question for you, because you're quite tall, mm-hmm. and at <laughs> one of the complaints of these older houses, people say, oh, the, re- the ceilings are so
2: low. How do mm-hmm. you cope with that?
0: It's
3: you- very simple. It's very simple. <laughs> I, I don't buy them. Yeah. <laughs>
2: We've looked at so many houses that we see, and we will go to try and think, should we redo this? And he says, I can't stand up. I'm out of here. Sorry. Oh, I love the house. Yeah. But. There
3: was a particular one in, in uh, East Sandwich, yeah. that, or Sandwich Village, actually, yeah. that we looked at. which was a very old house. I think mm-hmm. it was early 16-something, yeah. 16. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it had ceilings that were about up to my ear, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and we walked in, and I said, no, <laughs> we walked out. So uh,
0: there are older, uh, historic houses with higher ceilings, is Oh yes, you We, we have so one look.
3: right now, which has got um, a, uh, 710 yep. to 8-foot ceilings in it. And the one and in Barnstool Village in, did, too. Yeah. It was built in 1790, so, you know.
0: So there were tall people then, it, uh, also. Well,
3: either it's tall so. people or they liked high ceilings, one of the <laughs> two.
1: Just, now, this is... Fast forward to 2004. So this is the third iteration of your restoration work. This is the, as Ellen has in her notes here, yeah. the "quote unquote" sorry Greek revival. Yeah. Oh yes. Well,
2: it's right at right at um, the end of Commerce on Six A. There was a big white Greek revival that I would see coming from Comiquid, and it had jealousy windows on the side, and I was like, oh. Uh, it had, you know, it, everything they had done, they had put a modern garage door on an old on an old carriage house in the back. And it came on the market. A realtor had owned it. It had a boat in the back. And we said, let's buy it. So we bought it. We went to Australia. There was a big snowstorm. My neighbor's coming down. She said to me, she called me in Australia. She said, the dog's fine, but I got to tell you, the front door was open and the snow was all in the front. Oh, but she said, I went <laughs> in and I shoveled it out for you. <laughs> what a great neighbor. So that was, that, that was the sorry part. Yeah. So, um,
3: but, you know, with, yeah. the, with that particular house that had been um, abused for, I'd say, 50 years yeah. before we got it, there was a big family that uh, lived in it, a lot of kids and everything else. And it was just in a sad, sad state. It it needed major renovation mm-hmm. um, and um, it turned out pretty good because we we changed the, the inside of it as far as um, kitchens were and, and uh, put a, a, a fairly large living room in the back of it with a new fireplace because the living room originally was on 6a Mm -hmm. And the the front of the house is around about 10 feet from the road, so it was not some place that you would want to be sitting in, quietly reading a book or watching TV. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, was it original Greek revival? Because I know a lot of homes, particularly on the Cape, had had added Greek appointments, Victorian Mm. appointments to them later down the road. Yeah.
3: I think it. I think it was fairly original, yeah. as far as that went. Yes. I,
2: I usually research the, the deeds. Mm-hmm. I like to go back as far as I can and see. And that one was probably a, uh, you know, a Greek re- Revival of maybe 1828 or oh, okay. something like that.
1: Yeah. Um, so, like bullseye uh, trim.
2: It did have some bullseye in the front doors. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. And uh, you know, the, it. It did have a lot of the original trim because the people that lived in it didn't particularly want to do anything. So that was one good thing. The place did, hadn't been ruined as far as that, that went. The only problem with that was that there was around about um, oh, a good eighth of an inch of paint on yeah. all of that trim, uh-huh. <laughs> which, which was quite- Probably had
1: layers of lead underneath It, it yeah. may have had, yeah. oh, I'm not sure on that.
0: <laughs> wow. All right, but, so then you went to Bass River. After you sold, you you restored that. You sold that and bought another property. Ambassador, do you uh, call that a total mess? Let's hear it about was. that one.
3: Um or just before you go to that. Yeah, we no, had a house in Katowit for yeah. a while. It oh. wasn't that yeah. old.
1: It was another one, but was that Iraq? Because we've gone from sorry <laughs> to mess. Yeah. To
2: no, it was just a great position. It was a block from the from the water in Katowit. Gary loves Katowit because it is a destination. You yeah. don't go through <laughs> it. it. Yeah. So he loved it. We have a boat. We put it over there. Um, so we just changed that house, doubled the size, but it was a 1950s house uh, that was in good shape. It was just a little ranch, and it now became a bigger ranch. That's, that's close mm-hmm. to
0: being historic these days, you
2: know. I guess 1950s. it is close <laughs> to yeah. that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I feel historic sometimes. Well, <laughs> I am historic. The one in Bass <laughs> River, we drove by <laughs> and we saw it, and it has been had not been lived in for 12 years. People from New Jersey owned it. And I have a friend that's a realtor, and she said, you have to go see this one because it was floated over from Nantucket in about 1802, they think. They think it was built in the late, mid-1700s. Late so she opened the door, and she said, I've made a path for you. And I said, what do you mean? She's it's full of stuff, full of stuff. So I had to move things so you could walk through the path and kind of see the house. Wow. So Gary said, I don't think this is a good idea. And it's <laughs> amazing what hoarders are capable of. Yeah, really. Unbelievable the stuff. The whole yard was full of stuff. Oh my gosh. We then had a lovely old barn and there was an outhouse. I was told it was the last remaining outhouse in Yarmouth that we moved and made into a little garden shed because oh, we nice. kept it with yeah. the two holes
3: in it. There was the two hole. Oh right, yeah. a double. <laughs> All
2: <laughs> right, his and hers. He nice. opened the garage doors and there was just newspapers, stuff, things. It took, we had a guy there for Probably a month, and he moved like wow. seven truckloads of stuff out of there, took all cleared all the the brush and everything to make it into a lovely old property went way back. Mm-hmm. um We couldn't live in that for two years. We had a condominium that well, while we worked on that because mm-hmm. that was one that we wanted to be. 100 percent perfect as an example oh, we didn't wow. we added one little bit in the back to give you an entrance that was about it but everything else was kept small and little and the way it was the ceilings weren't too bad in that one though
3: no they weren't yeah, yeah.
2: so what you're saying is there's is a market for these restored historic houses you're, you're oh i think spent... definitely
0: people look for them yeah that's really good to hear because well
3: we think that there's um you know the 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 people that want to move out of retire or whatever especially now that they can work from home they have figured out they can work on their computer and they don't need to be in Boston or New York or Hartford mm-hmm. and a lot of them have come to the Cape for vacations etc and they say it would be great if we could get something down there but they don't want something they have to do anything to right, right. They, they want, want a
1: turnkey out of the box they want turnkey yeah. yeah.
3: they want historic. But they want all of the things that they like, the A.C., the kitchen, the bathrooms, the electrical, all of those things. They want that, and there's not that much that they can find.
0: Well, uh, we have just a couple of minutes left, but I do want to mention that you, as I understand it, you were on a the, the TV show Circa...
2: Houses, circa. It's it, it's a um, uh, a website for selling antique homes oh, right. all over the, all over the country, and um, so she contacted me because I was going to advertise the house when we were selling it, and she did a Cape um, Cod jewel box is restored on their, oh. on. The, if you go to their website, you can you can see it, and the pictures she did because there were some very dramatic pictures. I mean, there had been kids in this place that had graffiti at the inside of the walls. It was. Unbelievable. I mean, I have a picture of a window in there that you say, somebody restored that? And Gary worked and did every one of those. I was well, sick during a period of that. He did all those windows.
0: We, we, we're we going to have to cut this short, but it's just been fantastic. Yes, so people can much. follow that. I love the whole the phrase, uh, Cape Cod jewel boxes restored. You yeah. have proven what I've always believed, that people do want to beautiful historic houses they just don't want to do anything so we just got to get you in all the houses on the Cape, and get you turn them over and then we'll have them available to everybody who loves historic houses
3: we've got a uh, we've got a big one at the moment that we're doing it's about four and a half thousand square feet wow. eight
2: fireplaces three chimneys and in, 16 rooms some would say you're a glutton for punishment yeah, I but i would
0: yeah. say and, wow. and a
3: big barn as well Wow, but, uh, and this is right in the center of Barnstable Village, and it was the Deacon
0: Deacon Timothy Finney, Finney house. house. Well, he I'm going to come and see that, Matt. You're going to have to come with Let's me. Let's go We're road trip. We'll go road trip for sure. So, Ellen,
1: some shop floor items. Yes. we we got to sweep up here, as I like to say. Yes. Go right ahead. Okay, so folks, uh, you can visit us at our website at www.protectourpast.org. You can visit us on our Facebook page at Protect Our Past USA. If you just do Protect Our Past, it'll take you to Ireland. Um, you can go to our YouTube channel uh, and look at our pop reels and our pop clips.
0: Yes, and Instagram as well, Protect Our Past. And and go ahead and see Love Letter at Cape Cod. And we have another film in the works. It's in it's in the editing stage right now. It's going to be called Life Rings and you're all gonna really love this when this comes out. But it won't come out till June. Premiere at our gala on June twenty fourth. Please be a friend of Pop.
1: Yes. Become a member of Pop Nation. Yeah. And we wanna hear your feedback. We yes. wanna interested in um Making the show better, not, not that this show's been bad today, but uh, yeah. you can contact me via email at um, Roads. that's C-H-A-T-H-A-M, roads, at gmail.com. And Ellen, for you?
0: Info at protectourpast.org, and let us hear from you, and if you have any ideas for great guests, we're always open for that as well.
1: Okay, Ellen, I think we got enough time for the quote.
0: Oh, is it my turn?
1: Uh, go ahead. <laughs>
0: okay, John Sawhill said this, and it's my favorite quote. In the end... A society will be defined not only by what it creates, but for what it refuses to destroy. Think about
1: it. Thanks, folks. Until next time. Thank you.
2: Thank you.